0: Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. I'd like to start by apologizing for our unexpected one-week hiatus. I moved house and started a new job, and between all of that, I didn't have the spoons to get the episode out this week. Now that that transition period has smoothed over... Hopefully we'll be returning to a regular release schedule. I apologize for the inconvenience. Aside from that, we don't have any major news this week. As always, we are brought to you by our fantastic backers over at Patreon. If you like what we're doing here at the show, you might want to give that a look and consider giving us your support. With that out of the way, let's jump right in. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals want creation together, as Cascade of Joy's Rhapsodies, Tawia and Adventure of Tide returned, bearing with them a new ally, Fowley, the Chosen of Journey. What would their talk of sorcery bring? How would this affect the drought? Now that things were finally settling down, and the weight of reality was crashing down on Godwin, what would become of the city? What would become of the lovers? What would become of these three friends? As soon as Cascade of Joy's Rhapsody says that it's time to talk about sorcery, the door opens, and Adventure of Tide... Rizzo, and Qui-Gon Jinn and Juice return into the conference room of the Conclave of Ammers. I think it's important that we're party to this particular conversation, if y'all don't mind our intrusion.
1: No, no, not at all.
0: Perfect. We probably shouldn't overcrowd the room too much. Uh, I think me and Cass, being the sorcerers here, should probably handle this particular conversation foully, Tawia. Y'all can run along for a minute. I'm sure y'all have some preparation to do.
2: I know that this is mildly unrelated, but do you think fixing my hand could also be on the docket for the conversation today?
0: I think that Ariston here's our best shot at it. I understand that he's in the process, unless you wanted to use the same means that we're using to heal the city too. Picks you up some sort of middle of your hand, but...
2: I don't know enough about sorcery to know what you're capable of and what you're not. We'll talk about that in a minute, but we'll see y'all later.
0: And he nods toward Tawia and Fowley as they head towards the door. There is a lot of playful ribbing you can see happening between the two of them as they exit. Yeah, I think that Ariston is probably your best shot with your hand. If you had lost the whole thing, we might be able to find some sort of solution, but as is, this would still probably take us weeks and wouldn't feel anywhere near as natural. I know that you're not sorcerously inclined, Godwin, but Rizzo, Ariston, you have quite a talent as I understand it. This might be a useful conversation for Godwin to sit in on so he has an understanding of exactly the talents that his allies are possessed of. I guess this is a question that I haven't yet asked the two of you. Where did you learn sorcery? What are your schools?
1: Well, learning magic for my people is a restrictive and elite privilege. Only men can study and only the most physically and mentally fit people can. I I learned early before anyone knew about my personal life, but they select you, you go through your training, and then your final test is they send you on land. No food, no water, near a village that's since been burned. And it's your job to find your way back. But you can't do it until you've stayed for about three days. And the people that they told us about live on the outskirts, said their skin was black like ash. If you killed one you got a better honor, but I wasn't exactly for that. I took longer because I tried to heal them, and when I came back last, I got everything I needed, but it's not really a memory I like to think about.
0: I'm not asking that you think about it any more than you need to. Strange the things that folk will say about surface dwellers. Skin, dark as ash, though that makes it a bad thing. Anyway, Rizzo.
3: I learned sorcery from my grandfather, and my father wasn't really a school, but my grandfather and father were very powerful and they knew what they were doing. So it's more of me just growing up, seeing them practice. And it was something I always had a calling to. I got myself in a little bit of trouble, but I think that I've learned and shaped myself from it. I had to, since then, drink an elixir that rid my body of all my fluids that weren't necessary to keep me alive and the elixir replaced it with something that was changed my body it changed the flow everything was a different kind of essence and i felt different afterwards but it made me feel more myself
0: interesting that's lovely two very different approaches Point being, have you ever heard of a working?
1: Yes, yes, of course. What?
0: A sorceress working. It's a raw manifestation of sorceress power that shapes the world at large for a long period of time. An effortful sort of endeavor by a sorcerer or a group of them that shapes things, changes them.
3: Mm.
0: Not like a spell does on the short term, but perhaps forever
3: generally
2: forever yeah could that bring the shrine back
3: well i think we're more focused for working wise on our drought yes that's fair
1: but it will improve things greatly in the city most definitely naturally
3: we won't be so dependent on others and going elsewhere for vital things that we need we can depend on ourselves Yes. That would be actually pretty awesome.
0: And I won't say that it couldn't be used to work on the shrine, but...
3: The drought's a little more
0: The drought's prevalent. more important, and if we can find the sanctum of Shu and its entrance, we can use that to shape or work on building something else and perhaps blessing it sorcerously without making the whole effort in and of itself a sorcerous undertaking. That's fair so do you have interest in joining with myself and adventure of tide and we actually believe that you have more raw sorceress power than we do so we would like to assist you in developing and implementing a working that might help solve this drought problem
1: absolutely we'll take all the help we can get i mean you've seen us we've got great powers but we're not exactly great at control
3: I'm very excited, so I'm looking forward to you guys working with us. We really need some help, and I think if we do this right the first time, we're not going to really worry about, did we do the right spell or No, working.
1: we don't. <laughs> don't want a complication.
0: Great. I do know that one of the biggest assets that one can have in a working is a dedicated team of sorcerers. Do you know anyone else who might be of use in this endeavor who you might want to try to recruit?
3: I don't particularly. Um, no one who would be able to, I don't think, or available.
1: We do know one, call. She's quite good, but we're not sure where she is, and she could very possibly be with Forlorn Aria, who isn't on the best terms with a lot of us.
0: That's fair. If you want to try to rally yourselves and go meet with her, we'd welcome the assistance, but it's not necessarily required.
3: We could attempt to find her. I mean, it couldn't hurt.
1: Yes, as long as Godwin's not there, I think it should be good. And I mean no offense saying that, Godwin, I just feel like if you and Arya are to meet, maybe that's not the best spot, asking her for a favor.
3: At least not right now.
2: I agree.
0: All right, and uh, the other big things that tend to help with this. I don't think we have much of a direction on unless any of you can think of some sort of powerful reagent that we might be able to hunt down and use for this.
3: Um, no, I can't think of any particularly. I feel like we've got this on our own. No
1: clue. I wouldn't even know what to look.
0: All right, then I think that we have a conversation with one to call to hold. At least you do. will go start collecting items. If you'd like, we could meet you back at the office.
3: Sure. I think we can handle getting Mm -hmm. to call on our own and meet back at the office maybe in an hour or so.
0: That sounds wonderful. Mm -hmm. Is there anything the two of us could help you with, Godwin? Fowley and Tawio should be nearby otherwise.
2: I don't know off the top of my head, but if you stay close, I'll send a wood spider to reach out if I think of anything.
0: Perfect. Thank you. It's nice to see you again. You look surprisingly well composed.
2: It's a surprise to me too.
0: She smiles and Adventure of Tide starts plucking at the sun sheen. Be seeing you around, kid. So Godwin's got a couple of things on the docket that he needs to get sorted out. While they go talk to Tikal, what did Godwin want to start working toward?
2: Godwin's going to want to meet with Noah first.
0: Perfect. So because we just spent a lot of time... In that scene dealing with Ariston and Rizzo, we are going to shift over to that meeting now. Where are you meeting him? Are you meeting him in the conclave, or what? Yeah. It's, uh, quite kind of you to invite me into the conclave. It's been a while since I've been in here. It's just as majestic as I remember it.
2: I should have thought to invite you sooner.
0: He strokes his hand along the wood surfaces of the room. I understand that there's been a lot of shake-up in the last little while, and that you are perhaps a little bit out of your depth.
2: I'm growing into my depth, but now I don't know if the depth is right for me.
0: That certainly makes sense. My offer still stands, you know. That quid pro quo, I teach you a little bit and you do a little something for me.
2: You were the one who wanted to meet with me. I'd, I'd like to know what you had on your mind first.
0: Well, principally to remind you that that offer still stands. That if there's anything that you find yourself seeking counsel on or confused about, that I could happily help you.
2: I've got a question. I'd like your advice on it. I don't know if you're the best person to ask, but you seem to know what you're doing.
0: Now, what's your question?
2: I've been thinking a lot about my position and whether it's something I have the right to keep or not. To even attempt to keep. And I've been thinking about who, if I do keep it, would I partner with? Or who, if I don't keep it, should I back? And I'm wondering if you have any names that come to mind in either case, or if you have any insight on which one of those two options would be better.
0: I love a question like this because it actually leads me to a wonderful solution, and my answer in and of itself fulfills the quid pro quo portion of our little arrangement. If you decide that perhaps you do want to continue to pursue a position of leadership here, which I certainly think would be wonderful and befitting to someone of your stature, I do have, to my name, two savvy children of age about your age, whom we might be able to make an amenable arrangement with. If that doesn't suit your particular fancy, well, suffice it to say that I sure would appreciate some sort of order or legislation passed before you, unfortunately, have to pass on the torch, which protects my business interests, perhaps reducing or even eliminating tariffs on certain dairy goods coming in and out of the city.
2: How does your family feel about Seven Symphonia's courts and his work in the Smiling Eyes district?
0: Well, Tremulous Newman is a bit of the black sheep in the family, and he doesn't particularly care for him, but I wouldn't ask that you situate yourself with him. Overall, we can respect someone who's got something savvy in their approach,
2: Okay, that's good to know. I still want to consider other options. I want to choose what's best for the city, and if it means a couple that is better than what I could ever bring or what your children could ever bring, then I'm going to choose that. But I'd like to meet with them to see if maybe our visions align and we can do a lot of good for the city.
0: Well... I believe we might be interested in that as well. Provide for me some sort of documentation that proves that you've done your end of the deal. Sign that reduction or elimination of the dairy tariffs, and the meeting will be arranged.
2: Well, I'm confused. Wouldn't bringing one of your children to the position of lover be that quid pro quo? You're asking a lot more than you're giving.
0: I'm giving you a way to maintain your hold on the city. All I'm asking is... A little something up front.
2: I don't care about my hold to the city. I care about what's best for the city. And if your children aren't the best for the city, then we all are just out of luck.
0: I've made my position quite clear. I believe that a flourishing economy and incentives to bring good trade to Joway will do nothing but benefit it. And that's what I'm offering you if you sign this deal. More trade flowing in and out. What's your resolve score? Uh, four. Okay, he is going to try to instill an intimacy. You can opt not to resist this if you just want to accept his influence. Yeah, sure. Okay, then you now have a minor intimacy, which states that what's good for the economy is good for the people.
2: Groovy. You're right, trade is good for the city. And we really need to become a more connected jaw away to here and godwin signs a small note if you can arrange a meeting tonight i can make that happen
0: wonderful it just so happens that my children having heard that the conflict has reached its end are making their way in and should be here this evening i look forward to introducing you to them we are now cutting to the cedar blossoms district We are outside of Alu's house where Lachshu, Tikal, Rai, and Mags have been staying for the last little while. And in the garden with the various wood statues that Alu has carved that are set about, Tikal is walking with you all through what little bit of green shrubbery has been set up there to decorate it. What brings you to speak to me?
1: It's about the drought. We... All know that we have to fix it at some point, so we're trying to get anyone who can do any type of sorcery to help and we've seen what you can do to call and if you're willing, then Rizzo and I would be honored to If you work could with help you. us. Yeah.
0: I won't say that I'm completely disinterested, but I do have a question for you. Godwin has hurt on no uncertain terms, he has hurt for Lornachia. She questions whether or not she should stay in the city. If she chooses to leave as one of her most trusted crewmates, I must leave with her. What reason do I have if she should choose to depart, to stay and assist you with this?
3: Well, I didn't know that Arya was hurting as much as she is. I was under the impression that she had cut things with Godwin. And I didn't, it's my fault for not asking the extent of everything, but I thought it was a a sensitive subject, I guess. But to answer your question, if Aria ever wants to come back because she has a home here and she has friends here and her parents are here, there won't be anything to come back to if we don't successfully resolve this drought. It'll be a ghost town, a hungry ghost town. And if there's any hope of that, hopefully she doesn't leave and hopefully she doesn't want to. But in the event that she does and if she ever wants to come back, it'll be long gone. We can't survive much longer in this drought economically and visually.
0: Perfectly. <laughs> I just adverbed that. Hey, that's an adverb. Go ahead and give me a charisma plus presence roll Okay. with a one dot stunt.
3: Rizzo got four successes.
0: You make a good point. I suppose that I cannot truly object to this. I would not want the city to hurt, and if this drought continues, it might influence the flow of the Tapu anyway. If the Tapu does not flow, how can we pirate its shores? Fair enough. You have my assistance. Thank you. I will join you post-haste.
1: Thank you. Is Arya all right? Is she getting on?
0: Aria is doing fine. She's reassessing certain things. She's spending time with her parents. She's talking to me and Rai and Mags. She's trying to determine what exactly she should be doing with her life right now. She's always been headstrong Mm. and quick to make decisions. I think that she's finally realizing that that quick nature of hers is perhaps something of a detriment.
1: Well... If you'd like to tell her, Godwin has changed, grown up, not the same way that he did last time. He hasn't just changed his appearance, he's calmed down, and we had to get to that point in a harsh manner, but I think if he could see her again, not to maybe reconcile, but maybe just to apologize, he'd be willing. If she needed that, of course.
0: With all due respect. I will believe that when I hear it or see it from Godwin, and in the meantime I have no intention of hurting one of my best friends.
1: I understand. I just thought that she'd like to know that Godwin may have gotten all of the stupid kicked out of him.
0: If he proves that, then I'm sure she'll be happy to see it, but at the moment I don't want to muddy the waters as she believes she's finding clarity.
1: Of course. I thank you. Yes. I'm glad she's doing well.
0: Now, let's go begin this preparation, no? Yeah. We cut back to Quinn's, and Adventure of Tide and Cascade of Joy's Rhapsody are waiting there. There's a small pot that's got some leftover food that Tawia cooked in it, sitting on the main desk. Looks like you brought your friend. Good to see, good to see. It's best, I think, that the two of you head this up, and we chime in as much as we can in terms of uh, any criticism or support we can provide. So at this point, I'm actually going to break away from the narrative to talk a little bit about these mechanics to Mm -hmm. the audience. What we're going to do here is we're going to do a sorceress working, which is a mechanic within the game. And there are three major parts of any sorceress working. There is the ambition of the working, which sort of determines how big the project that you want to do is. And that determines how hard, like how many successes over time you need to accumulate in order to succeed at your thing. There is the finesse, which determines how much control you have over the overall project. Like you state your intent and your intent will come true, but the less finesse you have, the more potential side effects or weird manifestations you'll have of that working so that determines your base difficulty, and any successes you roll over that count towards your total difficulty. And then there's your means, which determines how many chances you get to roll at it, with each roll representing a week of time. So this is our first sort of breakdown here. It makes sense that you have a, an Ambition 3 terrestrial working. You're trying to essentially give the land a long-term boon, which means that you need get 20 total successes over your base threshold over the next set of rolls your mean determines the number of rolls that you get the base of which is five and you've got four additional sorcerers working with you Mm -hmm. so that gives you nine total weeks to roll and the biggest choice that you guys have to make at this point is your finesse which you can select as one three or five so either Rizzo or Ariston is going to be leading this up, and whoever is doing that will select the finesse. Who is going to be spearheading this working?
3: Rizzo's going to do it. Uh, she feels more connected because Jawe is her home, and we are going to use a finesse one.
0: Perfect. So that means that I got a little bit more decision-making power in terms of how this working ultimately manifests to bring rain to Joway, uh, if there's any weird complications or quirks to it. But your intent of bringing rain back will ultimately be served, if that's what you get. So let's have a quick in-character conversation where you determine your sort of plan of attack in terms of manifesting this working. Okay.
3: I have a few suggestions of how We should handle this, but I'm also open to if anyone else has any other ideas of how we want to get this rain. Just keeping it as clean cut as possible, it sounds like it's a simple task, but I know a lot of things can get muddy, no pun intended.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. I'm happy to hear your initial pitch, if there's anything I can think of additionally, but please, let us have it.
3: I... Kind of have this idea of making a giant potion, heating it up, and then it evaporates into the sky, possibly curing the
1: clouds. We'd have to be careful with the fire using to heat it.
3: Well, I if mean, it would use s- fire. still like it would be controlled like a regular, you know, cooking food or anything like that. That's true.
0: That could work well. However, this is a regional issue. We're probably going to want to set up several of these along the dragon lines, where the geomantic power wells. If we do that, we're possibly not only going to affect the makeup of the sky, but the underlying geomancy, which might make it more amenable to rain. Mm.
1: I'm I'm thinking that possibly we could work with. Well, I could work with the water in a way that would allow the rain to go directly to the place it's most needed rather than just kind of bombarding the whole city.
0: Like Cass said before, we want the whole region to have rain.
3: What if we set up, each person kind of sets up their own, what I was saying or or what I was thinking earlier is kind of set a way to get it into the air, curing the clouds, getting them together to create a rain but we spread ourselves out getting a good coverage of Jawei.
0: so each of us sort of makes our own concoction or tincture we make which them, will then release into the air
3: essentially we make them together but we all take our concoctions and go to our allotted spaces light the fires at around the same time and then hopefully it will the smoke will go up and the water will evaporate into the sky and do its thing up there, giving us rain, and then it just cycles again. That water being used, puddles, everything, lakes refueled, Yeah. then again evaporates.
0: We are going to want to tie together these concoctions somehow, and the ways that we move out from the city to our locations. I have a particular idea as to how we might do that. I'm not sure if it is going to be... Amenable to you, however, so if you have an alternative solution, but the way that I was inducted into sorcery, if you're working with a group on a project like this, you would typically have everyone let some of their blood into the concoction. I don't see
3: any dangers with that, unless you know of any, but I don't feel like that that seems, I mean, it would obviously be up to each sorcerer, and it's not. If you don't feel comfortable with it, you don't have to do it. But for me, for example, my heart is in the city, so I for sure would be okay with that.
0: It would probably uh, require that we each harm ourselves and that the wound itself does not heal until the end of the working. So it might be difficult for us for a little while. We might be in a little bit of pain. That's all I'm saying.
1: Where would the wound need... To be... Anywhere that
0: you can get enough blood, uh, often we simply cut our hands. It might make things like drafting missives difficult for a while, but if you prefer another point, you could easily enjoy yourself there. Mm-hmm. You could use your foot, but you need walk to
1: walk, so... I would rather not bring more pain to my feet, but how much blood is necessary?
0: It's hard to quantify exactly. A splash, I guess, You, it needs to hurt.
1: All right. I've got no problem with it. I'll go by the Shadowland. I feel like I helped cause it, and the ghosts don't really scare me, and if anyone comes too close, I can easily see. (laughs) All right.
0: You ain't afraid of no ghosts, eh? Nope.
3: I would like to take the heart of Jawe, somewhere close to the shrine that we lost. Um, I think it feels right especially spatially, keeping us all equidistant, and setting it off there with high emotion, I think, would be strongest.
0: Okay. I do want to offer everyone, potentially, an alternative for the record. If we don't want to let blood, we could also use a diagram. We could mark out paths between the cauldrons using either grain or salt or chalk or something but it will require that we are very diligent. We would have to prevent anyone from leaving or entering the area just as an alternative.
3: For creating this diagram we would need a lot of whatever we're going to use that's also using resources.
0: Yes, it is.
1: If I'm being honest, I'd rather just let blood cause myself hurt than make any more of a big deal. I mean, I understand it's a good suggestion. I just think that creating a diagram that big, with that many resources like Rizzo said, might be difficult for the city, especially now.
0: Okay, that is fine. I think that it would make sense for me to set up my cauldron at the Gilded Pyramid. I... Found that hideaway where Gendo and myself met Ajax. I can set mine there. There was a little dock off the side of the river a little while down to the south where we have some fond memories as pirates. I can put mine there. And at that point there is a rapping knock on the door. Come in. I cannot come in. I do not have digits.
1: Okay, coming. You get it, Rizzo. I don't like like the wood spiders.
3: Rizzo opens the door, greets the spider.
0: (laughs) I have a missive for you from the Conclave of Ammers.
3: Thank you, wood spider. Do you have a name?
0: I do. What is it? G.
1: Thank you, G. Here, Rizzo, give him some of this meat. And tosses her a slab of raw meat.
3: Rizzo moves out of the way, and it lands lands right on the spider.
0: Mmm, thank you. (laughs) It wiggles its pincers to shove the meat into its mouth, and as it's doing that, it whips its head a little bit, sending the missive flying into your hands, and it zips up back along the wood spider's web that runs all along the top of the city.
3: I don't like touching raw meat. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't. It's a good throw though, because now
0: it, I'm gonna ask you a question. Sure. If you don't like raw meat? Then why do you keep a pet wolf?
3: I don't <laughs> touch it. He does all the touching
1: of it. Do you have Fair like enough. Tongs? What do you? Sometimes. Oh, okay. Chopsticks. I will. I will keep that in mind next time a wood spider comes. He really
3: around. just eats it off the ground. He doesn't let it get too far.
1: Okay.
0: What does the missive say? It is from Toji, and it is informing you that you are being invited this evening to a dinner with <gasps> two of Noah Oldman's progeny as Godwin meets with them.
3: It's a ball invitation from Toji! A ball? Well, like, you know, a fancy event.
0: No,
1: I know what a ball is. I'm just now?
3: Yeah, it's... I mean, there's a lot of important things going on in our city.
0: I think you're reading a little bit too in, much into it there. A ball?
3: In my mind, it's like a ball. I'm going to get dressed up, and then I'm going to go.
1: Is it a ball or just a dinner? There's a big difference.
3: You still get dressed up for both. I don't, I don't see it. You ever gone to, to a nice just... dinner and not dressed up, and then you felt stupid?
0: Oh, certainly we've all been there. I just don't want you to get your hopes up vis-a-vis the amount of dancing that you might have over there.
3: <laughs> well, if there's any liquor, I'll be dancing.
0: I didn't know you drank, Rizzo.
3: Eh, sometimes.
1: Mm, I'd like to see that. It'd be fun. It is fun.
0: Cut to, how is everyone dressed up for this dinner?
3: Rizzo is wearing nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Rizzo is wearing a long dress, but still has her flats on underneath. She doesn't work in higher shoes than really equivalent to the ground. And she has this uh kind of shawl on that looks particularly old, like it's been in the family for a while. And she's managed to get a small, uh, nice looking collar on Qui-Gon. Looks like a bow tie.
2: Godwin's usually um like olive green pop has been replaced with a much darker shade. Um it's almost like a blue black and He's overall wearing a look that is very similar to his regular look, but just each piece has been swapped out with a darker, more formal-looking option, and looks looks pretty swanky. He definitely uh, trimmed his hair and shaved his face.
0: And uh, obviously, Ariston is just wearing a half toga shirt and half of
1: pants, so I don't even know why I'm asking. <laughs> but no, really, what is Ariston wearing? Ariston is still wearing his same shirt, but... It's been freshly clean and pressed, and he has a pair of long black pants on that he only brings out for special occasions. And you see on his feet, there are these beautiful sandals adorned with different shells and gems from his home. They're what his people would have given for trade items, not something that he's exactly accustomed to wearing. Around his neck, he has a pendant that he received from hearth eternal it's just a little tiny crystal and it's light blue his favorite color perfect
2: also godwin has new glasses he no longer has any cracked lenses damn it! good for him rizzo's
3: also wearing purple
0: nice (laughs) so noah oldman is wearing a sort of gold and green robe with a large ornate belt It's got like lots of sort of loops and stuff in it. He's got a fancy sleeveless like robe vest that he wears over the whole deal. And he ushers in his two children behind him, one of whom is about 19 years old, the other of whom is about 22. Their names are Valorous Cattlebreaker and Twin Horns Ascendant. Twin horns ascendant is the 19 year old. She has the deep hair that I believe we've established is a trait of everyone in the family where they all have very dark red hair and they each have a mole, which is on a conspicuous part of their face. We definitely established this in like the first episode of the show. So she has this bright red hair, which is tied up and held back in such a way that it leaves the impression that the loop of her hair moving toward her back from the front of her head looks like long swooping horns. There's actually some jewelry that has been tied into it. She has the sharp features that most of the family has. Her mole sits high on her cheek, and she is of sort of average build, maybe a little bit stocky. She wears an elaborate robe that is relatively similar to that of her father's. And Ballorus Cattlebreaker, who is the 22-year-old, has a very, very broad build. He is clearly muscular, but he is also relatively portly. He's definitely a square build and not a triangle. He has sharp eyes. And a muss of red hair. He actually, for this particular occasion, is wearing a red and silver vest. Like, long robe vest, like his father and sister are wearing. But there's no underlying robe. And the belt that he wears over his sort of large, very, very formalized, but they're clearly like cattle pants. And he's wearing a a large belt which kind of comes up to about his belly button, as they all come and sit down. Now, Mr. Corelli, it's my pleasure to introduce you to my children, Twin Horns Ascendant and Valorous Cattlebreaker.
2: Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. And Godwin shakily extends his hand to meet them. They
0: each meet his hand with a very, very strong grip and a deep bow.
2: Godwin winces as, unfortunately, his right hand is the damaged one <laughs> and is crushed in their greeting.
3: Hi, it's also nice to meet you. And then Rezzo comes up and she trots over and extends her hand and successfully, firmly grasps
0: it. Yeah, so they each meet you with a very, very solid grasp in their handshake, but they also don't bow really to you mm-hmm. they are less deferential and it looks like they might actually be putting more juice into the squeeze than they did for godwin
1: ariston notices this and squints as he walks over godwin uh who are your new
2: friends these are the wonderful children of mr noah oldman who as you know is a confidant of mine and we're just meeting with them getting a feel for them uh you know need some opinions at the end of the night oh. and as i have recently learned to respect your opinion i would like it as well okay and these people considering that i am alone in my current position as a lover uh-huh. uh and and toji is encouraging me to find someone new okay. But i also All feel right. like they would dis- I me get it, Rizzo. One moment, am so Already not sure that this evening is going to be
1: successful. All right, Godwin.
2: But if they're best for the city, then we should at least give them a chance.
3: Rizzo comes in to join the unofficial sidebar. Uh, would now be a bad time to say that? Uh, Arya's not. She's like pretty broken up. I didn't know that. This what this was was. Yeah, that's kind of. A Okay, never mind then. Me and Qui-Gon are gonna go raid the food table, snacks table.
2: Rizzo, no, you, you are the only bye. one of us that is not... We're, no, Rizzo, don't... Rizzo, and you what? look lovely. You should have told me you were wearing dark purple. I wore my dark purple one, now I'm wearing my blue one, and now we kind of clash and I don't appreciate it. are being rude, okay? It. You're wearing black and white. You match with everything.
1: i j- Hello. Okay, cream. I'm Ariston. Nice to meet you.
0: Uh, and then each of them, much as they did with Rizzo, gives you a very, very firm handshake and less of a deferential bow. By the time you let go of twin horn's ascendant's hand, she's actually moved over toward the food table where rizzo's at was weird you look interesting you keep a an interesting companion you seem interested. I-
3: interested like in what's happening
0: no interest in like oh
3: interesting oh yeah uh yeah i, I guess I'm not I try not to be boring sometimes uh, I kinda am. Sometimes I just, like, sit around and I don't really do anything. Just, like, hang out with my dog. But I guess I guess we all can be kind of boring in that way.
0: Okay, yeah. You're selling me short here. Mm. You're not great at the small talk thing, apparently. (laughs) Where'd you get the animal?
3: Um, Looks like a fine breed. Kind of grew up with him. He hasn't really grown much. I think he stays this size, but I'm okay with it because... He packs a punch, and I think if he like got any bigger, I wouldn't be able to like take him away from lizards he's trying to eat, so it's probably a good thing. But yeah, I, I guess I just grew up with him. My parents gave him to me once, and they told me he was going to look after me, but I guess sometimes I kind of look after him, so...
0: Mm. Looks pretty spy for something uh, so old. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Fascinating. I
3: Ever... don't actually think he ages, to be honest. Huh. He's not quite a puppy, but... He acts like one sometimes.
0: Ever think about putting him to use as a cattle animal? You know, protect him? Just a thought.
3: Well, not really. He's always kind of just been like a little brother. I don't think I could... I don't know. He's kind of like my sidekick. I don't really see my sidekick as a cattle. He carries things sometimes, though.
0: Great, great. And we cut back to no old man has gone to take a seat at the table and Valorous Cattle Breaker is looking at Godwin and Ariston.
2: So, um, you like cattle?
0: I wouldn't exactly say that I like cattle.
2: Ariston
1: puts his hand on his face and just... It's more of a situation where, uh, they're my livelihood.
2: I don't know anything about cattle. Well... Maybe don't bring it up, Godwin. I'm interested in learning about cattle. Okay, how are you... Tell me about the cattle.
0: In the Oldman family, we have a large group. uh, I'm sure that y'all have heard about Lactation Resplendent, the cow uh, that has sort of been the center of the family's dairy endeavors for uh, several generations, but we've also got quite an impressive herd of steer, as well as various other uh, heifers that we look after. You know, overall, we're looking at about between our collective holdings, uh, in excess of about 5,000 cattle that we we look after, we've made several arrangements with various local artisans who take our, our dairy products and turn them into other things. We've actually recently heard about this thing that people have been importing from the South. Have you ever heard about something called chocolate?
2: I've had it once, just once, and what? it was... One of the most beautiful things I've ever had.
0: We've recently been discovering that if you cut it when you're making it with a large quantity of dairy, and then you additionally supplement it with some sweeteners, maybe honey or even sugar cane if you can get it imported from the West, it actually makes it quite sweet, as opposed to the bitter concoction that many people are accustomed to consuming.
2: How do you feel about Seven Symphonious Chords work in the Smiling Ice District? I have to ask Harris. Good transition. To... Good transition, Godwin. For the good. You know what? I'm not here for small talk. Okay? All right? We don't Sorry. have that much time. I'm supposed right. to have the totally answer by tomorrow. Tomorrow. What do you want me to do? Right. Are
0: you going to sit there and backseat conversationalize <laughs> for this man or are you going to let me actually have a conversation I would... with my potential lover?
2: <laughs> Godwin shrinks a little bit smaller than he already was. No, no, no. Up.
1: You uh <laughs> You you may have all the time with your potential lover you need. I'm gonna go get some snacks.
2: Ariston, he can destroy me in one second.
1: Don't, Do you don't leave you me. don't? Okay, okay. Play your cards right. All you right. Don't
0: have
2: to worry about that.
0: I'll stay. You know? Unless that's what you want.
2: I'm not into that. Well, I'm uh, not into the violent, destruction uh, destruction-me kinds of relationships.
1: Really? I think you you wouldn't be kind of into the that. Fuck up, Ariston. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: Now, seven symphonies chords, that's a person to whom I suppose I could speak. Go ahead and give me a read intentions roll, which is your perception plus socialize. You're like...
2: Three successes.
0: Well, uh, I think that he's someone who could stand to be worked with. There are certain things that he does that are objectively reprehensible that I think need to be cleaned up but I think that he also serves as someone who, with all the pull that he has, could serve as a potentially useful ally.
2: That's good to know. Oh, I see you're back with your little shrimp tartars. Well, I I left for
1: like five seconds. How do you feel about ghosts?
0: Well, I've never had to much deal with them. I understand that there are some people who have ancestor cults, and I respect that. You know, we certainly honor the idea of family being my family. my my kin. But, (laughs) I mean, if if it comes down to me and mine, or ghosts, I'm gonna pick me and mine.
2: How do you feel about uh, Exalted? The Exalted people.
0: Uh, Okay, so first of all, for the year your first read intentions, he has a minor tie to seven symphonious chords. That is, his vices could prove useful. And you're gonna need to make another read intentions roll.
2: Six successes.
0: Well... I certainly don't put the same stock into the Exalted as, you know, the Immaculate Order or anything. You know, mostly I find that the realm is bad for business and seeing as how that's what the realm goes around espousing, uh, that's difficult. Uh, My daddy always told me that the best way to make it in business is to find the most powerful person you can and make yourself uh, indispensable to them.
2: Are you suggesting that that's me?
0: I'm suggesting that the exalted have a propensity to be powerful, so his intimacy towards the exalted is a general intimacy that states power is a convenient means to success
2: i'm uh I'm gonna go get uh what, what what's that there Ariston that looks really good. I'm gonna go get that. uh why don't you keep mr uh Mr. Cattle cattlebreaker company? Hmm? yeah, cool uh thanks. Uh, oh, okay.
0: Uh, yeah, so, sorry I was rude earlier, but that was an important conversation. I see you're a man who, like myself, isn't afraid to bear a little skin in formal situations. And we cut back to Godwin (laughs) seeking out twin horns. Ah, see, you finished talking to my brother.
2: Yeah, uh, that's fun what you've done with your hair there.
0: Thanks, it took me a little while, but I enjoy it.
2: How do you feel about the shrimp tartare?
0: Uh, well, to be honest... I've always thought that shrimp are a little bit like the cockroaches of the ocean. They're like <laughs> bugs.
2: Hmm. I had similar thoughts to those until recently. I'm beginning to see a, a lot of things in a different light. Interesting. Interesting.
0: My father just has a something of a negative history.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Do you usually agree with your brother a lot? Do you disagree? Do you feel like you might have the same political opinions as him? What's uh, happening? In
0: what direction? Sometimes I do. Sometimes we disagree, like all siblings.
2: Mm, particularly in relation to uh, seven chord seven. Particularly in relation to sorry, I'm nervous. Seven symphonic chords work in the Smiling Eyes district and uh, in terms of the exalted people. So go ahead and give me uh two back-to-back read intentions
0: rolls. Unless you fail the first one, in which case you can't read her intentions again. In this scene, she's got a four instead of a three.
1: Oh gosh, diggity.
2: Five successes on the first roll. And once again, five successes on the second roll.
0: Well, in terms of Seven Symphonies Chords, I think that the Smiling Eyes District, you know, it's a hotbed for crime, as I understand it. I haven't spent as much time in the city as has my father, but I understand that it's something of a hotbed for crime, and there's cases in which one might be able to take that crime and leverage it economically, but... Everything I know about the city of Wei has me worried about the way that it treats the economization of its underclass criminal populations. I somewhat break from my family's line in certain ways. In that regard, I don't think that the exploitation of the young women of the Smiling Eyes district is something that should be continued or supported. And as I understand it, Seven Symphonies Chords has several stakes And uh, works to encourage face-stealing circles, so I find that to be somewhat problematic.
2: And on the Exalted? Well,
0: one time, my daddy brought back a scroll, a piece of history from some far-off place he went on vacation to. A business trip, even. And it was a strange old thing. It talked about how, once upon a time, they were looked up to as the highest among us, and they brought us a lot of goodness and wonder. I guess I'm curious if they can bring us that. I'd like to see it if it, if they could.
2: So are you a, a fan of Lucinda Corelli's recorder work?
0: Well, do I have a heart? Of course I am.
2: That is very good to know. That is a deal breaker for me if you don't like her.
0: Now, wonderful. It's been late and we had a long trip here today. I'm afraid that we're going to have to actually go ahead and uh, make our way out here.
2: Oh, that's uh, completely surely. fine. I'm really uh, humbled that you had the time to come, and I look forward to seeing what the tariff changes that we agreed upon today will do for the city. Indeed,
0: I feel the same way. And before we have them transition out, we're going to cut briefly back to Cattlebreaker and Ariston.
1: So that's how you brand them, huh?
0: Well, yeah, that's one way that, that we've used in the past.
1: mm Well, it was nice talking to you. I hope you like Godwin enough.
0: Well, I think the question here is, does uh, (laughs) the old Godwin like me enough? And he slaps you on the shoulder. Well, you heard the old papa. Uh, Gotta be making our way. It's been a long time. Might have to deal with some of that boat lag in the morning.
1: Yep. Well, have a good night. Thank you for joining us.
0: You too. You too. Alrighty. And they exit.
2: Oh my goodness, that was not a good... Uh, that didn't help me at all. I thought they were all pretty cool. Rizzo said,
1: Swallow has... Uh, you know, I was messing with you earlier, Godwin, but I think that guy would crush you. He would actually destroy me. I think that you need to either talk to Fulinaria or find someone that you can support because... I don't think you want to go into that pasture, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, my type is people that won't destroy me, and both of them are perfectly capable of doing that. Well, he's he's a nice
1: guy, I just, you know, I just don't think he's he, right for He He's you. a nice guy, but
2: I, you're right, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Just let him down easy, he seems like
2: he's, you know. Cool, uh, uh, yeah, I'd like to talk to Fort Lauren Arya, but Rizzo, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, I got it. How about we just have a go at it? What? What?
3: Erstein, you didn't sign bonds. You just followed me over here. We didn't really go that far. It doesn't
2: have to be sexual or anything.
3: I meant as we didn't go that far where we were walking. Oh, sorry.
2: I've had a little bit to drink, but
3: so I mean, come on. What if somebody, the perf, Mr. Right comes by and he sees that I'm with you and now I'm like trying to focus on myself
2: and my dog? Like, I don't know if that's right. Then I'll be like, hmm, I won't say anything about him visiting extra. I'll pretend I don't even notice. How long did... What about the, the girl that you were talking to? She likes your mom's music.
3: So I heard you saying earlier. Yeah, she's also <laughs> Terrifying terrifying or intimidating a little bit of both i don't know what about one of your fans
2: have you met my fans
3: (laughs) yes i have Uh, and you answered your own question i had a long talk with bren and she seems
2: really cool
1: bren seems sweet bren is not capable of being a diplomat for the city is anyone
2: well i like to think you and i might be and uh, yeah let's just go to aria because this was Hold 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 your, hold your horses
1: for a second. Arya needs to see that you've changed, and we know you have. But Tecla said that she won't listen unless she's shown that you're different. Tecla said you really hurt her, Godwin.
2: I am different,
1: right? But you gotta show you gotta show her that.
2: She said she needed proof. What the fuck does she want? I don't know. Play her a song. Write her a letter. Well, my handwriting is garbage, and. I will she transcribe. doesn't like when I play her songs because she knows that somehow my exalted abilities are influencing her, and she's not actually thinking clearly, which is only semi true. Then do,
3: do something that you can't enhance with your abilities, even if it's terrible. I think you should do it. Like I don't know, maybe um, make up a dance for her or make her some food, or just do things I'm really bad at. Just, exactly, but showing the effort that you are doing this for her. Maybe that would be a nice gesture to show that you've actually changed.
2: Gee, I don't know. Or maybe
1: just talk to her without the recorder, just so she knows it's coming off from the heart. No influences, no exalted edge. Just you. Listen,
3: if this doesn't work, and you've given it your...
2: I've got a backup plan if I've given it my all, but...
3: And your backup plan doesn't work. Wait. I will be your backup. What's, what's your what's your backup Rizzo. plan? Rizzo, backup, backup plan. Rizzo, you only hold my hand, and that's it.
2: Rizzo, I'm honored. What's Don't your, be
3: honored. Just I'm doing it for my freaking city.
2: What's your backup plan? To uh, ask Rizzo to do it with Lockshoe. No, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> to, to to ask Coral and Arya to do it with Lockshoe. I'd decide down. on that before you talk to her.
1: Maybe. Good idea. You mean to not propose both ideas? Because she might think that you're just trying to get her to do what you want instead of being genuine like I just said.
3: Go with being genuine.
1: We could tell her to go with Lakshu. I don't know if that should come from you.
2: Well, the problem is I still don't really like her, and if she's torn up about it, then, you know, I would like to be with her, but at the same time, I'm also aware that we did not have the most healthy relationship, and that Lakshu is much better for her, but also, I don't really want to be alone, because that means that I have to go on weird dates with very terrifying people, like the two that we met today.
1: Okay, okay, how, how about this? You talked to Arya about Whatever it is you want to do with her, and Rizzo can talk to Arya about lockshoe if you're you you do not
2: work. Because I feel like I don't know. I feel like you're right though. I feel like I need to just go in with one. Uh, yes.
0: The door opens and Fowley enters. I hear that you are still deliberating.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Would you like anything to eat, Fowley? Drink. The shrimp tartare is not bad.
0: No, thank you. I've already had my dinner. This is all a little... uh, Well, this shrimp tartare, it it reminds me of home, but it's just off enough that it actually makes me feel a little extra nostalgic as opposed to feeding me anything that uh, heals me uh, in my heart. Uh, We prefer to properly cook our food after we hunt it down, but I understand that you are considering... Your options, who to support. Mm hmm. I might be able to offer you advice if you want it.
2: Uh, yeah, sure, you know, yeah. Um, so the options right now are to, uh, have me grovel at Forlorn Arya's feet, um, to ask her to take me back because I'm a changed man, um, even though she deserves better and is a wonderful person, and I treat her like shit and also take her for granted, And I'm not really. Yeah. Uh, and then also the second option is sorry, as I mentioned before, I did have a little bit to drink, um, is to have a conversation with her about taking the, uh, nomination with Shoe, who I don't know if you uh, guys know everything. Um, but is her uh, ex-lover, but actually they are really good for each other uh, and they should get back together because I'm the one that fucked them up. And that, yeah.
0: I will say this. Obviously, I am not a chosen of serenity. I am not Adventure of Tide. But a conversation and even someone's life is a lot like trying to make your own path through uncharted territory. Sometimes you find yourself Having taken a direction that is useless, you encounter a dead end, and so you must switch back and try another way. Perhaps that is something you could bring into the conversation with Arya. You could try to lead with one, and if it's clear that she has no interest in you, appeal to your sense to the city itself, and suggest that she partner herself with Luxu, you could... Certainly try that.
2: I think I'll take your advice a little bit. And? I think I'll lead with asking her to do it with Lakshu, and if it's clear that she doesn't want to do it with Lakshu, then I'll suggest myself again. But, like I said, I'm not the best option for her, but she's the best option for the city.
0: I understand. Remember yourself that perhaps in... A similar metaphor to what I used before. This might be a hard thing for you to hear, but... You may have been... The dead end... In Archia's path. Yeah, I think I am. Well... You seem like you have an idea for how you wish to proceed. And... Perhaps... If it makes you feel any better... Aria was also a dead end in your own path. And you can use that as something to propel you forward. Always, I say, we should seek to push our paths forward. Is there anything else I can do for you? Or, hopefully, that was of some assistance.
1: Is Avenger around? I'd like to speak with him.
0: I understood that you were to meet him in the morning to prepare your sorceress rituals. I think that he might be... Lesting.
1: All right. Tomorrow, then.
0: So we cut to the next morning, and we're going to start with the sorcery, and then we're going to jump over to this aria conversation. You meet up at Quinn's. Tide and Cass and Tikal are all there.
3: I just want to say thanks again to everybody helping out. I know that maybe this city doesn't mean as much, or... This region doesn't mean as much to you. Maybe some of you aren't from here. And I want to say that I am beyond thankful for all of you being here.
0: We're thankful for you, too. You have a lot of stake in everything from here. The future of creation, it's the least that we can do. I understood that before we got this thing off the ground, you look hesitant. Ariston, I spoke with foully last night so he he told me you were looking for me what's going on
1: i, d- I don't want to delay this any longer if we can speak privately at some point today that would be best but i'd rather not keep everyone waiting
0: all right fine then uh so i'm actually going to ask that you now make the first roll for the sorceress initiation okay. or for the sorceress working and we're gonna cut to it over sure. the the progress on it over the course of the next little while okay um it's intelligence plus a cult okay and you can use your excellency and stuff to improve it yes it, you're looking to accumulate 20 total successes but you're looking to clear one on each roll so are you going to use your excellency
3: yeah i'm going to spend eight essences for a total of 16
0: perfect and we've done enough establishing that you'll get two extra dice for your stunt
3: Rizzo got eleven successes.
0: So you have a phenomenally productive first week and you are halfway to the end goal by the end of this week. So we're gonna do some scenes over the next little while of you guys making these large strides. And about the time that you guys hit your lunch break, you all by the way, because of taking to call suggested means until you finish the sorceress initiation. Mm-hmm your minus zero health box is filled and cannot be healed. So you don't take any actual penalties, but if you take real damage, then your first health box will... Okay. But uh, around lunchtime, Adventure of Tide comes up to Ariston. Uh, Everyone's gone off, you know, collect the food, if you wanted to have that chat.
1: I just wanted to know if you've heard anything else about my father or my home... I guess I'm just thinking about it more. I'm worried that there's more people like me. Is Does he know? Is Do we even know? I just hope that they're not getting the same treatment I did.
0: Kid, you knew where you grew up. You knew how things were handled. That's not a question you need me to answer.
1: I just... I hate not being able to stop it. And I know that we're going to have to go back at some point. And I know that there's so many people hiding that I could help and... I don't know if I want to just take the idol and leave him forever. If I go back to that city, i want to destroy it. Now,
0: you're a passionate person. I can tell that. You all are passionate people. It's not one or the other. You don't have to commit yourself to such extremes. You can help those people without tearing everything to the ground. You'll do more harm than good if you raise the whole city when you go back. You can change it. You can work on it. You can make things better.
1: I hope I can. I just don't know if I can convince many people if he's still around. And I hate thinking that way. Not because he's my father, but because I don't like thinking of doing that to anyone.
0: Kid, sooner or later you gotta realize that compared to you, your old man, most people in the world, there's a handful of people who can even hope to hold a candle up to you. Stop doubting yourself so much. You were made. No, you weren't made. You carved yourself out. And you took in your hands the opportunity and the power to kick ass. Might as well use it.
1: Thank you. I think I'm afraid to think of myself in those ways because I had to hide so many years. I had to be careful. If I was myself, if I was confident, I was beaten. But I have to realize that I'm not there anymore take my own advice and let that part of the past go.
0: Yeah. Good luck to you, kid. If there's a way that I can help, you let me know and I will. But do yourself a favor. Don't go asking questions just so that you hurt yourself. You knew what you were going to this conversation wanting. I'm not the person who's here to give it to you.
1: I know. I guess I just wanted someone else to tell me it was okay. But that needs to come from me. Thank you, though. You've helped already.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Doesn't always have to come from yourself. Different people work in different ways. But I'm not going to sit here and let you hurt yourself. I'm trying to help. And we cut to Godwin. Where is he meeting Forlorn Aria?
2: Godwin has gone to the address that Rizzo and Arison gave him. And he is holding some flowers in his hand and is still dressed in the nice attire from the evening's meeting.
0: So this is a lose house that you've visited?
2: Yes. He knocks.
0: The door opens and Alu stands in the doorframe. What the hell are you doing back at my house?
2: I'm here to apologize. To who? To everyone.
0: Okay.
2: I'm sorry about your statue. I'll pay you back.
0: I'd appreciate that. Before you head in, you might want to turn around. Um, as far as anyone knows, Forlorn Aria has not actually been here yet.
2: Oh, okay.
0: She's been belligerently avoiding... Talking to Lakshu.
2: But she's staying in the house.
0: No, she's staying with
2: her parents. Oh, but they went to Alu's.
0: The pirates are staying at Alu's, yes.
2: Oh, um, can I talk to, uh, pirates that are here?
0: Like I said, you might want to turn around before you come in.
2: Like, do a little spin?
0: There's someone behind you, you idiot. (laughs) And he closes the door.
2: (laughs) Godwin turns around.
0: Oh, You're here. Great. What are you doing at Lockshu's house?
2: I came to see you. I didn't know where to go, but I thought this would be a good place to start.
0: Well, your timing certainly is impeccable.
2: I have a knack for that.
0: Something like that. What did you want to talk about? Can we sit? She folds her arms. No, I'm not particularly inclined to do that now.
2: Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everything. I brought you these. Can we talk?
0: What do you want to talk about?
2: City. Us. Not us, but us as in apologizing and hopefully getting us not to where we were, but in a place where we don't have this animosity. I don't, I don't know. Growth. I just want to talk about growth.
0: I won't sit, but we can talk.
2: Maybe not in the doorway. It's kind of an awkward place to stand.
0: There's a garden.
2: Come on. Godwin just follows her. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry that I took you for granted. I've been an asshole, that I didn't appreciate when you had more faith in me than I had in myself. I'm sorry not being there for you, for really just fucking a lot of things up and then not taking accountability for them. I'm sorry for being reckless. And I don't know if there's anything else that you want me to apologize for, but I sincerely apologize for those things too. And I apologize for having forgotten about things. I just know that I fucked up a lot. And that I hurt you, and I'm sorry for that.
0: Well, I'm glad to see that you do have the capacity for self-reflection.
2: It got brutally, uh, punched into me.
0: Wonderful. It's great and well that you're apologizing. Important question. What are you going to do about it?
2: I'm gonna ask you a favor. Not from me, but for more than just me.
0: This is fucking classic. Okay, what?
2: <laughs> Look, you have what it takes, and I don't. You are clearly meant to lead this city. People respect you. You care about the city and the work and the people. Something that I could never be as good at as you. You're not the one who should have left. I should have left. I'm begging you to come back, and I'll step down and you can take that nomination.
0: Yeah, so turns out running a city is pretty hard, isn't it? It's hard. I'm not doing a bad job, but it's hard. One question about your brilliant plan. Who exactly am I supposed to run with?
2: Lakshu, I should never have been involved. You two had something good. You two still could have something good, and that could be good for the whole city. I believe in that as much as I believe in you, which is a lot more than I believe in myself.
0: Go ahead and give me a... I'm going to say this is charisma plus socialized
2: role. He is good at both those things, because he's a little popular fucker. I'll be adding three to this to make it a roll of 15. Perfect. Seven successes.
0: She pauses for a second and looks down. You know what? I'm stuck with the curse like I agreed to take on before anyway. I'm here to try to figure out if she will even consider taking me back or whatever. The- anyway, um, in the event that that does happen... What, do we just move right in? Are we gonna... What do you mean? You want us to come in and take over? Do you want us to just slip in in the middle of the night? Do you want us to run in the election? What's your idea? Run
2: in the election. Okay. I will give you my backing. I'll be honored to do it. You swear? On all the happy memories you brought me.
0: Great. I'll see if I can work this out.
2: Look, I'm sorry that we didn't work out. I know a lot of it was my fault, but I know a lot of it is just that... We need different people. I I want you to be happy.
0: Thanks. We need different people is certainly one way of saying it. (laughs) Certainly.
2: I need to be a different person, and I'm working on that.
0: Well, if ever you make it there, I'd like to meet that person. Spirits know I'm not exactly the person that I want to be anyway. But now that I've got your promise, she grabs the flowers out of your hand. I've got a lovely lady to give these to, and remind her that I have every intention to make good on a particular agreement I made with her in regards to handling the Smiling Ice District. I look forward to your support in the election. And she goes forward and knocks on the door. Now, won't you join us for lunch at Madame Faye's? I know this is a little unorthodox. Thank you for accepting our invitation. I know that you're still not exactly on Honeyface Cherubim's uh, good side, as it were, so it's really a pleasure to get to have you down here for lunch. We've cleared some space on the set, and uh, we've made a little something of a, uh, a treat for you. Why, why don't we go around and let everybody tell Lord Godwin uh, what exactly they prepared for him? I'll
3: start. I've prepared... A really nice pine cone. It's got much sparkles and it's scented if you like the top.
0: Brian. Yeah. Brian, I um how many times I, I thought we spoke about this. What this is a lunch where we're meeting Lord Godwin for tea. Are you asking are you asking him to eat a pine cone? It's not edible. Yes, I know, that's-
3: You can't eat a pinecone. Only a fool would eat a pinecone,
1: sheesh.
0: Yes, truly only a fool. Uh, I I apologize, Lord Godwin. Caleb, what what have you brought?
1: See, mine works on two levels because it's a card made out of macaroni, and you can eat it later. But enjoy (laughs) it now! And it says, Godwin and Caleb are best friends. And so if you want to cook it then you can <laughs> Did I do it right? <laughs> I
0: spent years doing personnel training. I I don't know how I've managed to Well, Lord Godwin, I regret to inform you that for this meal I've prepared you, the stage upon which you're sitting, you're going, I'm afraid, to have to go. Hungry for this little get-together. I apologize profusely if you would like. I could go and run out and collect some food instead.
2: We can just go to the tea shop next door.
0: Well, if you would prefer that we do that, we can absolutely do that. It's just, you know...
1: We're not that good in public. That's what he said. He
2: said I, we're not good. He didn't say all of us.
0: I did say that. I I did say that. Here, I also... here's.
2: Some change. Why don't you uh, go get some sandwiches from next door and bring them here?
0: Okay. Any. Uh, you know what? I think I know you all well enough <laughs> to know what your sandwich preferences are. Any preferences? I just
3: like bread. You could just get me the bread. Mm-hmm. That's all.
0: You do. You recognize that you're embarrassing me, right? You're embarrassing me in front of I don't, Godwin. I
1: don't understand Oh, no. Are we embarrassing? Oh, no. That's
3: not fair. I'm just being me.
1: Yeah, he's just being him, being himself.
3: She, gee. Oh,
1: gee. I'm bad with genders. Okay. Honestly, I know. I, I'm sorry. I uh, can't do anything right. I'm We've sorry. Been for how I'm long? so sorry. I, Forgive I don't, me. I
3: don't understand what this is coming from. Great
2: slam. So, uh, I'm. Thank you so much for uh, making these these beautiful uh, arrangements to to celebrate having lunch with me. I really appreciate it. Um, I don't know why Honeyface Cherubin's been staring at me uh, ever since I walked in. I mean, I told him this is not the same bear coat that he's missing. It's just not.
0: It's got a scar over the left eye.
2: I have been fighting nonstop since I last saw you, okay? It looks pretty, like, it looks like it could be
3: any bear.
0: Okay, I see that... Bran wants to bite the hand that feeds her.
1: Just no. look, Godwin. I just want Britain. Hey, if you want to mess with Godwin, you got to go through us, okay? Bring it. I I know some moves. I
0: If you would just do me the courtesy, please, of at least repaying me for the price, that would be fantastic. And I know Caleb the question that you're about to ask and I think for once in your life the answer might be you. It might be you. So just try me. Just ask that question.
2: Out of all of
1: us three, who do you want to take on the most?
3: I think you changed the answer. I mean, the question.
1: Oh, uh, out of all of us three, who, who do you want to be your best friend? It's me, right? That's nice. Yeah.
3: That's-
2: I don't think he was <laughs> expecting that. How about... Okay, next time I come in with my mates... You have a mate? Ask my pals. I, oh. Can you ask... Ariston. He keeps charge of all of our accounts, so he would be happy to get you that money because even though this is not your bear coat, I do feel very bad about what happened to your bear coat and would like to help financially with keeping this establishment prim and tidy because it is where my wonderful fans meet. So please meet with Mr. Ariston, and he will be more than happy to get that settled for you.
0: Okay, next time Mr. Ariston comes by, then I will arrange that, make but, sure that that happens.
2: But what if he never comes
3: by? Well- Literally never.
0: He's been here before, I've seen him, and-
3: He never comes again. You never get your money.
0: Trust me. I have some pebbles in my pocket. Okay, I pay you. I pay you in in money. You do We spend it on and, things. I know, but pebbles- <laughs> I he that, already
3: spent all his money. And all he no, has is pebbles left.
0: Bran, I need you to take a second. I've asked you to begin dramaturgical research for the next production that we're going to put on, which is set in the West. And I cannot emphasize, I know that you're trying to get into the setting and get into the culture. I cannot emphasize enough cowrie shells are not pebbles. They use cowrie shells for currency there, not pebbles. If
2: oh. you have pebbles, that would also, be a big problem. That would
0: be a huge problem. Those are very illegal.
1: Okay. I'll, uh, I'll go change that on my, on my collage then. I made a collage for you.
0: Look, I know it's that your vision of- board for the production is very, very important to you. I know, but you're wasting my resources. You're wasting my resources on this vision board. No, it's going to be great.
3: We'll I think
2: he, he bought my glitter glue. I'm really looking for those sandwiches.
0: If I know anything about the times that I've sent him out to go running over there for food, there's some big kerfuffle that's going on because people do not know how to handle themselves in that establishment. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna
1: take a break. I'm, I'm.
3: They don't serve our Lord alcohol there. They
1: don't. You're right. He takes a lot of breaks when I'm around. It's like a, it's like a fun thing that we have because we're friends, right? but fun friend fun breaks fact, from each other
2: you two i snuck in some alcohol myself oh wonderful yeah i've had alcohol lots of lots of times you're welcome to some water out of this hmm? cup you just said you
1: brought
3: alcohol why would i want water i can get it myself
1: so we drink it all at one time no what? Right, what? I knew that because I drink alcohol a lot. I don't sh- think
3: you just get it.
1: No, you, j- you 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 take the cup and then you you knock, knock it back.
3: Oh, no, don't do that. Oh, nope. yeah, but you knocked it back over your
1: shoulder. Oh no, uh, oh no. I'm sorry, Godwin. You, I'm sorry. You I'm just so drink sorry. it Rip. It
0: smells. Stri-
1: oh, Caleb, have you thrown alcohol on the floor again? I I keep wanting to get it in my mouth, and he I was just knocking it back. I keep missing, I because I'm so used to it. The ink paintings that I did for our Lord, the ink, you, you've made him an enormous mess. Oh no, uh, let me let me try and let me clean it. No, you.
2: <sighs> he made them unique, and I love them regardless.
0: That's fine. So, I did not try to make them so, each each and
1: every one. So you we both itself. we both did it. It's from both of us. Yes. Uh, Equal work. Beautiful
0: <laughs> present.
3: I, s- I still just gave you the pine cones. I- I'd like those sandwiches.
0: Here you go. Sandwiches. Uh, finger bread!
2: Sandwich.
3: Yay!
0: Yes. And some bread. Bread for bran. Bread for bran. I hope you like fucking pumpernickel. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Swallows of the South. If you liked the show, please remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. If you'd like to find the show on the internet, please go to swallowsofthesouth.com. You can also find us on Twitter, at Swallows of South, or on Google Plus or Tumblr, at Swallows of the South. If you have any questions you'd like to have answered please feel free to send messages to South at gmail.com. If you'd like to interact with Quinn personally, please go to MonkeyPieQuinn on Twitter. Our theme music was new by Elvis Herod, and I hope to see you again next Tuesday.